Welcome to The Dirt Show brought to you by Pulver Towing. And today we're going to be joined by Hall of Fame late model and modified driver, Dwayne Hansen. We'll also hear from Tyrone from Mississippi Thunder Speedway, Kelly from Arrow Race Wheels, and our old friend Speed from Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings right after a few words from our sponsors. As the leading slat replacement professionals in the U.S., Altenburg Construction knows what works and what doesn't. Simply put, they understand your business. Altenburg Construction started in 1994 and has over 27 years of experience and has completed more than 5,000 hog and cattle barns in 14 states. Every customer is unique and every situation is different. That's why their employees are company trained. Trust the slat replacement professionals at Altenburg Construction. Give them a call, 888 888- 435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com Transform your garage into an extension of your home with a custom finished floor by Garage Force. No matter how you use your garage, Garage Force has you covered. American made, backed by a lifetime warranty. Our professionally installed industrial grade coatings will protect your garage from anything life throws at it and makes cleanup a snap. More importantly, it's the unbelievable feeling you get each time you use your dream garage. Visit us online at garageforce.com. Call Todd at 651-387-9213. That's 651-387-9213. Your home is your sanctuary. The next time you need appliance service, invite someone in that will treat it that way. Sorensen's Appliance Service is locally owned with 15 years of experience. Sorensen's Appliance Service also has fully certified technicians who will leave your home as clean as they found it. If you want fast, efficient, and cleanly service, contact Sorensen's Appliance Service today, 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Celebrating 100 years of family-owned excellence, Pulver Towing will always be there for you. With multiple locations, inexperienced staff, and quality customer service, Pulver Towing has emergency service available 24-7, and they work around the clock to offer towing, recovery, and roadside assistance to our communities. If you need them, call 507-282-3851. That's 507-282-3851. Pulver Towing, the premier towing experts. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small-town service at a small-town price. 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Founded by Jesse Olson in 2004, Medieval Chassis was formed to fulfill a need for better engineered race cars. Medieval Chassis' new state-of-the-art facility has made it a leader in the stock car racing industry and multi-time national champions. The use of a fiber tube laser, CNC tube bender, and flat laser allows Medieval Chassis to engineer and produce a chassis that exceeds all others in performance and adjustability. Find out more today at MedievalChassis.com. Hey, this is Dave from Severson Oil, VP Racing Fuels, and you're listening to the Driver Segment on the Dirt Show. Welcome back to the Driver Segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by late model and modified driver Dwayne Hansen. Dwayne, the area where you live, we talked about it a little last week with driver Jeff Larson. Woody and Willie Craft, Wood Key Racing Engines, their Prohaskas. What a great place to live in Lakefield, Minnesota as a race driver. 
Yes, it is. That's most definitely. All them boys are all from right around here. And Lauren was a big deal in my day when I started racing. I think you can mention Woodkey Racing Engines just about anywhere in the country, and people will know where he's from. Yeah, I don't doubt that. He was uh, an exceptional with that small block Chevy. And when he put my first one together, we did awesome with it. And the longevity of it was amazing. And at that point, I was about the only one that had a small block. The boys were all running the big blocks back then, you know, with Bob Shyrock and Danny Holbengay and Bob Weber. Yeah, there was a lot of them. We did really well with it. Lauren, he used to be quite intimidating with that thing. They called him the mouse motor, and uh, he actually had a big picture on his wall of it with his name on it and everything, and uh, he used to really like to antagonize Bob Shyrock, and Bob was one of my mentors and a very good friend. Bob had come in there, and Lauren was working on a small block because he did Bob's big blocks at that time, too, and Bob would always want to know what's going on, and he says, well, that's Dwayne Hansen's motor. He says, what are you doing now? Well, we're drilling the head bolts out to save weight, and he would just pull Bob's chain all the time about that. It was just just funnier than heck. Yeah, he was quite the Lauren. How did you get your start in racing? Well, actually, we started out, we were going to go drag racing out to Marion, South Dakota, and uh, we had a 57 Chevy, and uh, Trip Auto used to be in Spencer, Iowa, and they had a, a 57 fuel injection system. And we went and talked to Lauren about going through it and putting it on this 57 and going racing out to Marion, South Dakota in that class. And being a friend of mine, and he, he looked at us and he said, you guys better go to Woodington and sit in the stands and watch the races once. He said, you're going to go drag racing, and you're going to spend all day there and drag race all day, hopefully, and get a trophy at the end of the day. Them guys in Willington are going to pay you a little bit of money. So we went and watched, and by George, we came home and cut that 57 Chevy up. <laughs> At that time, there was only one class in Willington, and we called them stock cars. And There was about 60 cars there on that little quarter mile. You had to unload, pull the tow rigs out of the infield, and away they went. Grandstands were always packed. What got you hooked on late models, and what do you remember about your very first late model? Well, we progressively got a little better with our stock car, and at that time I was building my own car. And uh, I went to build my second car out of a 64 Chevelle, which uh, I did really well with, and we went to, I think, Fairmont. And, of course, we were getting a little closer to the late mile situations then and a, a track up north, and there was a Lauren and Dick Tronson worked for him at that time, and they knew a fellow that they were doing motors for up in the cities. His name was Mark Lamoureux, and he had a Howe car that he run on asphalt all the time. And uh, they told me, he said, hey, he wants to sell his car, but he don't want to sell it to anybody up there because he don't want to get beat by it. So Mr. Trotson and myself and the girls, we jumped in and drove up to the cities and looked at it, and that was my first late model. Uh, it was a Howe asphalt car. First year, we pretty much just took the windshield out, and after that, next year, we put it on a diet, and that's where I started racing that, and after I sold that one, uh, we went out to Michigan and bought a brand new one from Ed Howe, brought that home, raced that for quite some time, and then it just progressed into there. I got, uh, actually, Bob Harris, when he was in Superior, Iowa, we kind of got 
going on that. Bob was going to start building spoilers because we could start running them in bodies, and it turned into he started getting chassis somehow, and we started putting those together, and Bob turned into Harris Auto Racing, and it just progressed from there. You are one of those drivers that had a chance to turn thousands of laps around the old Jackson Speedway and now race around the new redesigned Speedway. What are your memories from both the old track and the new one? Oh, my. Uh, all the laps we got at Jackson on the half mile, you know, they had sprint cars there then, and, and I used to go there and before we even had modifieds there and watch. My heroes were there. Jack McCorkle and Johnny Leverns and all oh, the boys Harlan Kirwee back then and he had uh, oh man I can't even think all them guys' names anymore Doug Wolfgang and it turned into where they brought the modifieds in there and we got to race the same night as those boys and Jackson still a sprint car track but there was a lot of good memories of Jackson Nationals and we won that and just winning weekly races it was a lot of fun I, I think one of the things I remember a lot of time a lot there there was a fellow there that racing sprint cars and his power steering went out and he knew that I run a big steering wheel and the reason being back then you didn't have the quick steer boxes like you do now in the steering sectors we had our own add-on in the steering shaft to quicken the car and sometimes it just got a little difficult steering and stuff because I never ever ran power steering. So I ran a big steering wheel so I wouldn't oversteer the car and it made it easier to drive. He come down one night and wanted to know if he could borrow my steering wheel. And I go, what? And sure. So by golly, and I think his name was Dean Brown. By George, after that, uh, he had a big steering wheel in his sprint car. <laughs> that was kind of funny. The competition that you raced against every night back then in late models, Dave Bjorgi, Terry Hansen, Willie Kraft, Dennis Hovengay, Bob Shyrock, there was no easy night when you went to the races. No, there wasn't. They were all good. That's for darn sure. It's about like going out wherever you go. Everybody's good. you got to be on your game to keep up with them. There's hardly any slouches anymore. Anybody... Not too many that are just starting, you know. They're, they've been at it a while. They've moved up a class, and they're good right out of the box. You also got to see the evolution of those late models, from when they actually looked like a Camaro all the way to the full wedge cars. What were some of the biggest advances in racing technology that you saw in those days? Well, a lot of it was the geometry on the cars. You know, they didn't have the quite the elaborate rear suspension on them as they do now. Obviously, we had tires on like they do now, and I think some of them, we sometimes back then in the early wedge days, we had bigger tires on the back than they can run now. We had some pretty good-sized right rears on them, and we usually put about 8 to 9 inches of stagger on the back, and our right rears were like 102, we did find back then that if you got a little more circumference than that, the car got a little lazy, but we had some that were 15 inches wide. A lot of the cars back then, or for me anyway, it wasn't so much the adjustments on the car. Once you got the car where you liked it, it's the tire package you put on it for the race, the conditions of the track and short or long track or however it might be. And I think that followed some of the late models right in there. 
this day and age because we sat out Deer Creek one time at the Gopher 50 and parked beside Chubb Franks, and we had a heck of a blast with him for the weekend talking about racing, and, and he told me the same thing. You know, he said, go ahead, look the car over. And uh, real nice guy. And he said, no, pretty much what you see in that trailer, all them tires is how we adjust the car at the racetrack. And obviously he's a successful late model driver, so some of that carried through to these days, but, you know, we had motors, everything's progressed, but, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That big sail on the back and them side panels, you could, you got them locked down pretty good, you could really go. What are your memories of running Oatana and the Gopher 50? Getting beat the last few laps. <laughs> that was about... 83, I led the whole cotton-picking race, and I got pinched behind a lap car, and there wasn't much left but a green-white checkered. And I knew I was in trouble because Steve Kosiski was behind me. And by George, he took advantage of it. He's seen it coming. But otherwise, yeah, it was it was a fun racetrack. It was a, I guess, I don't know if you'd call it technical or not, but when it was the big track, it was always really dry and slick. So... You had to be careful to keep the car underneath you, but we always had a lot of fun at it. You were always known for the cowboy hat. How did wearing the signature cowboy hat come about? <laughs> I guess we've had horses growing up on the farm with my dad, and I'm still on the farm, but we always had horses around, and up till last year we finally sold ours, otherwise I've had horses ever since I was 10 years old, I think. And we'd always ride in the parades and stuff, and I don't know, somehow it just just got there. I found an old picture of you in the black 1A late model with Dennis Hovengay parked on top of your hood. That's got to be a great story. Do you remember that night? Yeah, I think Willie Kraft was involved in that, too. I don't remember at this point if it was that fall race they used to have over there or what it was, but we got tangled up coming out of two, I remember that, yeah, and Denny Hovengay was parked, kind of got over the front end somehow, and sitting there, and Denny was up, obviously, above me, and really didn't hurt anything, we ended up going back out and race, but Denny was on top, the cars were all shut off and quiet, and I could hear Denny hollering, Dwayne, are you okay down there? (laughs) I said, yeah, (laughs) they come pick him off, and away we went. Ah, he was quite the guy. He was a good friend. He came up and stayed with us a few times, and we always talked at the racetrack. He was a lot of fun. I know one time at Alta, I think it was before the wedge cars, the late miles, as you call them, early days, we'd always go to Alta. And Denny was chasing me around, I think it was a heat race one night, and we used to run drag 500 tires and groove them. And, you know, Denny himself he had a little stutter to it and we come in come in and park the cars and we're parking there and he comes over to me and he goes Dwayne 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 do you know how far them tires are rolling underneath your car <laughs> and it was pretty funny but they were that's what they were they were a drag tire and they didn't really have any rules back then but they sure stuck you to the racetrack what was your biggest or most memorable win in a late model Well, I'd have to say between going to Hibbing one summer, we drove up there, that's when I run for Howard Dom, and probably winning at Mason City, Billy Moyer ran there all the time, 
and we won the point championship, and Billy Moyer got second. One other time, I guess, we was at Spencer Fair. It was a daytime show all the time then on the big track, and Billy was lining up in front of me, or we parked that way to get on the racetrack, and his pit guy was in Billy's window, and I'd pulled up behind him, and he looked at me, and he turned around, and I could read the guy's lips. He said, he's got a how car. <laughs> and we both did at that point, and we ended up winning that day. So that was pretty cool, too. So I got to beat Mr. Smooth once in my lifetime. We got to be pretty good friends. We talked at Gopher, at the Gopher 50 in Huron, or up there on the big track in Olatana a few times. Then he moved away. So kept his career going, and I kind of... Well, I quit after they quit late miles around here because they just kind of dwindled off and run sprint car for one year. And then we got into the modifieds. What was the first modified you ever saw? I remember the first time I saw modifieds, and I thought they were pretty crude. Brought them into Fairmont when we was racing over there. There was a couple guys over there that were building them back then. They were trying to get them going, and actually I hot-lapped one of them for them, and... You know, it was pretty bad. Pinto and Vega, tin bodies, they just took off a car. Most of them were homemade, you know. And then they started progressing. And, but, yeah, they were they were pretty nasty when they first started. But they progressed into quite the technical piece of iron right now for running 8-inch tires the way they go. What do you remember about your very first modified? It was fast. <laughs> And it was brand new. That was with Ron and Sandy Weatherall. A friend of mine was going to Alta to racing all the time, and they were looking for a driver, and he mentioned my name, and, of course, they didn't know me for really from Adam. And so we went down there one night, got in there, and won. And so I had a ride for a few years with them then until they decided they were going to quit. But, yeah, it was really, really nice. They were very nice people, and their son, he was... Uh, one of them guys that could watch the car from the infield come and ask you a question or I could tell him something and he'd go back and fix the car and that sucker would go out and just work. And Todd was his name and he was, he was really good. But they decided they'd had enough of that. And then, you know, they got into the Cheaters Day. They used to have a lot of Cheaters Day all over the country. We hit a lot of those and I think we must have won 90 or 95 percent of them. Ron, he ordered different wheels for the back of the car. We'd run eight, nine inches of stagger on it. My brother used to work for Lev Wing, so we had a wing from him, and I'd bought a Tobias wing from Marv DeWall and Jackson. Yeah, we stuck a Magneto in it once, and big tires on the back, and a lot of stagger, and just fly. That was really fun. Last Friday night, you were at Chateau Speedway and you got to carry the American flag for the national anthem. What a special yeah, night. That was, that was pretty cool. Uh, we've seen this guy walking across the infield with a flag, and I'm thinking, where's he going? He kept coming closer and closer, and here he is. And hands it over to me, and here, when it's your birthday and you're 70, you can carry this around the racetrack. So <laughs> he just gave me the instructions, and we did. That was, that was really sweet. It was nice of him. They also said a special prayer for you going through chemotherapy. That was the first time I was aware that you were having some issues. The treatment doesn't seem to be slowing you down at all. Well, thank the Lord of that. And the boys at the, my team, I guess they call them, at the Mayo Clinic, has did such an exceptional job. They 
we kind of started this business last December, and I had to, we run about 10, 11 shows last year, and then I just had to quit. By the time I got done with the chemo, it had me so pooped out, and I knew the last weekend I raced, they did a double one that week, and I knew Friday night and Saturday, I said, I'm just not going to make it. She <laughs> just wears you out so bad. So it took a little bit out of me, and the age doesn't help, but intestinal fortitude, a lot of it's there yet, but it's not 100%, but we keep trying and having a good time at it. Well, today's your 70th birthday. Congratulations. And you. you know Fast Freddy and Harlan Mohart are still out there in their 80s, so you at least have another decade to race. <laughs> I don't know if my, my wife is my biggest fan, and she's my biggest help, let me tell you, without her, because it's just all the guys that used to help me, you know, and some of them were at my birthday party last night, but they're my age or maybe just a little bit younger, but they don't even go to the races anymore, and it's hard for them to believe that I'm still at it. So it's pretty much me and her that go to the races, you know, and hopefully you can keep the car clean and straight and finish the race. But, yeah, she's, I tell you what, you want to ask somebody about what's going on in racing and the notes she keeps, what you think you need to do to the car and, I catch the devil for not driving it right. And she knows she'd make somebody a heck of a crew chief, I'll tell you that. Well, it was funny because I arranged the interview with you through her, and she goes, well, this is the only night he can do it because he's racing every other night this week. <laughs> she, she told me that, and I'm going, what? You did what? I, <laughs> so, yeah, she's, she's quite the race fan, I'll tell you that. If you ask her a question about somebody else or who's racing here or who's racing there, she can tell you. Yeah, for sure. In 2019, you were inducted into the Fairmont Raceway Hall of Fame. What an honor. I did. That was that was really special. Yeah. I guess I'd have to say two things special in Fairmont that I can remember. One was winning the track championship, and there was a series of turquoise buckles you got for winning the track championship. You probably know who's got the rest of them, Bob Shyrock. But I ended up getting one, and Bob gave me that buckle. They, they presented all this stuff at the track the last night of the races, you know, so he gave me my championship buckle himself, and that meant a lot to me. And then getting inducted into the late mile Hall of Fame at Fairmont, that was pretty special, too. Yeah, he was, he was a man of racing, I can tell you that. I think racing might even be a little bit different if that man would still be around. He was really good for it. Yeah, I totally agree. His son's carrying on the torch. He is. He's doing a good job, too. I think his dad would be proud. He certainly would. He just picked yeah. up win number 500. I know. Isn't that something? That's really good. I'm happy for him. Dwayne, I appreciate all the memories and the history that you brought on your late model career and continuing with your modified career. It's great to see you out at all of the local tracks. Even after age 70, you're continuing your racing career, and thank you so much for being with us here on the Dirt Show today. Well, I thank you for having me. It's quite an honor. So 
I thank you very much. Race fans, SprintCarStuff.com is your online stop for everything in the sprint car world. From apparel, jewelry, and books to die-cast sprint cars, posters, and gifts, SprintCarStuff.com has everything you need for the sprint car fan on your shopping list. And SprintCarStuff.com is the online site of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So every purchase on SprintCarStuff.com helps support the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Promote the future of sprint car racing and preserve the past. That's SprintCarStuff.com for all of your sprint car merchandise needs. Fire's Engine Service of Rochester opened its doors in 1975. Hi, this is Corey. Since 1975, we've been offering complete engine machining services and assembly. From flatheads to big blocks, wide blocks to drag race engines, street rods to pulling tractors, Fire's Engine Service offers complete dyno service. So if your race car, a street car, is little <coughs> under the hood, trust the place who's been there since 1975. Contact Buyer's Engine Service at 507-282-5586. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super-durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Winning drivers rely on VP Racing Fuels to optimize performance. Now get the same benefit with VP Mattitives, offering race fuel technology for your daily driver. Increase fuel mileage and restore power to your streetcar with VP's Fuel System Cleaner. Or give your race car a boost with VP's Octanium, improving your fuel's octane by up to eight numbers and giving you the throttle response your performance car was built to deliver. That's VP Mattitives, available at your local AutoZone store or at VPRacingFuels.com. Fast Shafts owner Pat Fagan is a racer himself and has been testing and building drive shafts for himself and teams all over the nation since 1992. Fast Shaft drive shafts are the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch forward center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more. Call Fast Shafts today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. Do you hear a tap, tap, tap of sticky valves and lifters under your hood? Left untouched, this could cause an expensive repair bill. During normal operation of your engine, gums and varnishes form inside, causing the valves and lifters to stick. Add a can of Justice Brothers engine tune-up and totally eliminate sticky valves and lifters now. Justice Brothers engine tune-up's detergent action cleans the inside of the engine while reducing metal-to-metal friction. Why put up with the embarrassing tapping of sticky valves and lifters? Try a can of Justice Brothers engine tune-up today. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Tyrone from Mississippi Thunder Speedway. And Tyrone, you still have a bunch of very cool events coming up, especially this Friday night, July 30th, the K-Town Clash. It is going to be a great night for the fans and a memorable night for the drivers. Yeah, you know, you never you never like to have memorial races, but at the same time, when you lose a good friend, especially a good, uh, great friend of the racing community like Casey Knudsen was, uh, I think there's no way to honor someone better than to have a memorial race for him. And last year went really well. It was one of our best attended events that we had all season long, and I think this year will be just as big as well. Uh, we announced some stuff about it a couple of weeks ago, and since then we're getting a lot of messages, so I think we'll be in a good spot. Also, Friday night, August 20th, will be the second appearance of the Dirt King Late Models. 
And for those that were there night one, $3,000 to win. That was an incredible race. Now you're putting up five grand to win for the Rumble by the River 40. Yeah, late miles have always been really good at our track, especially Dirk King, Jason, and Sandy Schultz do a fantastic job promoting their series, and they always do a really good job when they're at our track. So we're looking forward to having them back. Um, Herco and Stone Machinery are the primary sponsors for that event. Herco is obviously the primary sponsor for Jake Tim as well, so proud to have them on board, and hopefully it'll be another good show. Coming up Friday, September 3rd, the USMTS and a summer bash, $10,000 to win USMTS mods, and I know your drivers are going to be geared up to defend their home turf. Yeah, Todd's been doing a great job with that United States Modified Touring Series, and especially this year now, bumping up the payouts. To, uh, I know some of the smaller ones are 5000 to win, but most of them are $10,000 to win, if not more. We've done a great job, and I'm looking forward to having them in town. I know Modified is kind of a modified area for everybody, so it's only one time they're on the tour. It's going to be at our track with the tour, so I'm looking forward to having them. It should be a great, uh, great way to kick off the Labor Day weekend on September 3rd. And we spoke about this when I had you on the show earlier in the season. I was so glad to see the two-night Great Pumpkin Race back on the schedule for October 1st and 2nd, and that is an end-of-the-season bash. The drivers have a ball, then it's time to get out and have some fun. Yeah, it's kind of a nice, he says, more of a laid-back weekend because drivers are just looking to get out usually one more time before they tear their cars apart for the off-season. And it's kind of a good way for our crew, uh, you know, our staff to wind down, too. We'll probably have a get-together. I think we're planning on that Saturday afternoon, um, just kind of wind down with everything. I know we're going to do some trick-or-treat and stuff that weekend with the kids. And it's kind of a great way to get into the off-season. You know, by, the year, by that time of the year, you're... You're, I shouldn't say it's sick of racing because we're never sick of racing, but it's been a long season. You try to celebrate the best you can and try to wind things down, and it's usually always a really good weekend. Temperatures usually start to cool off a little bit, gets that fall feel. So I hate to hate to look forward to that part already, but, I mean, it isn't uh, it isn't too far away, so we, uh, we definitely are planning for it. And I'm sure you've heard from fans, because I have as well, about the new stands that you installed last season. People really appreciate the sight lines that are available in those new stands. A lot of people are like, like you said, I know there's a lot that still like to sit in our concrete seats and bring their own lawn chair, but at the same time, there's quite a few people that said the view from up there is really good. You don't miss any of the action. You're not blocked by anything. So it's been uh, it's been well-received, and we're looking forward already to you know see what other upgrades we can make going into the 2022 season. And we also encourage fans, when you're heading to Mississippi Thunder Speedway, Come early for happy hour, and you also have a great concession stand with a lot of food selections. Yeah, we got, uh, like I said, that MTS happy hour runs from 6.15 to 7.15 on most nights, depending on when our start time is for our races. And then we got, uh, you know, discounted beer, discounted food items, discounted uh, candy bars, stuff like that. And for food, we got burgers and brats and hot dogs and pulled pork sandwiches and popcorn and pizza. I mean, anything you can think of. And you get a lot of compliments all the time on how good our food is, so hopefully uh, if you get a chance to come over before the races and enjoy that, take in some other festivities that go on pre-race rides. Tyrone, if they'd like to find out more about those upcoming events at Mississippi Thunder Speedway, what's the best way to do that? You can go check out MississippiThunder.com. That's our website. Uh, we try to keep it up to date as much as possible. You can also follow us on Facebook, our Mississippi Thunder Facebook page. we got a Twitter page as well. We're not as active on there, but we try to do some stuff, and we do also have an Instagram page. So plenty of different avenues, but our MississippiThunder.com and our Facebook page are the most popular. Tyrone, as always, thank you for being with us here on The Dirt Show. 
Yeah, thanks, Plain, for having me. Wolf and Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV, camper, or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road graded, call 455-3524. Attention, hay farmers. Rhino Egg now has a fast and easy way to handle the gathering, lifting, loading, and offloading of square hay bales using only one operator. The ACG-10 Acumia Grapple is the one tool you'll need to replace at least three or four teenagers throwing bales. Save time and money with Rhino Egg Hay Tools. Check out the new hay tools at rhinoegg.com. One of our brand new items, we're very excited to unleash our new 3D printed plastic trickery to our line. First part in that line is our new receiver mounts. They're available for the Fusion or Element. You can tie strap them to a roll bar, or we have a flat mount that you can pop rivet to your interior tin or the side of your helmet, or you can Velcro it. One of the nice features of having it on your helmet, instead of being on your seatbelt or to a tube, is you can get out in a hurry and not have to worry about where your receiver is or being tied down to your belts or tied down to a tube. It's real nice to have it on the side of your helmet so you can get out of the car very fast. Check us out online at weirdsmachine.com. Thank you. Why would you use anything but the latest technology in packing products when it comes to shipping your business products? Foamcraft Packaging in Owatonna provides a complete line of packaging materials, including foam products, pallets, crates, corrugated boxes, and much, much more. See all of our different packaging options at foamcraftpackaging.com or call 507-455-2893. That's 507-455-2893. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a PowerLift architectural door on your home or cabin. PowerLift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Kelly Payton from Arrow Race Wheels. And Kelly, as a business, have you ever faced a year like 2020 going into 2021? The challenges, everything from shortages to COVID restrictions. No, honestly, we've never experienced a year like 2021. To be honest, 2020 wasn't horrible. We saw a few months that were a struggle for us early in the race season, at least in the Midwest. But for the most part, 2020 proved once again that the racing industry can get through anything. If people could race, they did. And it ended up being not a horrible year. 2021 and late 2020 began the biggest issue for us with steel and supply, delays, shortages, you name it, we've seen it. And to boot, we've had a record in-house sales being up, but doesn't matter if you can't get it out the door in a timely fashion. So because as we all know, the racing industry works on a season. So when the season is over, the demand falls short. So it's been an interesting 2021. I think we're going to get through it. The racing industry proves time and time again that we survive. So hopefully by the end of the year, we can (laughs) be as close to the surface as possible. Right now, we're definitely underwater. A fairly new product, the Mod Light and Dwarf Car rims, and you also have the option of a lightweight version to save weight. 
Yeah, you know, we kind of stumbled upon this. We were approached several years back by U.S. Legends, INX Racing, to build a 13 by 7 lightweight wheel, but they needed it to be both asphalt and dirt. So what we did was we took our 31 series, which is an asphalt spun form lightweight without a safety bead, and then we ended up rolling the safety bead in the end on an additional stage, and the 36 series was developed. Now, obviously, INX and U.S. Legends, they sell their stickered and, and that's their deal, but we saw a demand on the Mod light side to sell it unstickered, at least in the 13 by 7 and then within a couple of years, 13 by 8s emerged. So it's proven to be a growing class here in the Midwest. We already know that it's a, a good class throughout the U.S. So yeah, we've definitely seen numbers increase. It's a great wheel, it's a strong wheel, and it's 13 pounds for the non-lock, and a lot of people people. Now, obviously, this year has been a little bit different with supply and demand, but a lot of people are, are moving towards that away from at least the 30 series, which is 15 pounds on the non-lock for the Mod light. So yeah, we've definitely seen an increase on that, especially now that they're starting to sanction it with some of the Midwestern and, and national sanctioning bodies as well. Aero race wheels are the premier steel wheel that tracks across the nation. Each employee must be very proud of the products they produce each and every day right there in Esterville, Iowa. We definitely are. The one thing that we didn't struggle with with COVID is the fact that we didn't have to lay anybody off and we didn't lose anybody over COVID, COVID-related layoffs or anything like that. So we have a very small group here, but they get the job done. And in the 20 years that I've been here, there's very little turnaround. So we're blessed when it comes to that situation. And I don't see it changing in the near future. We'll continue to grow as the market grows with quality employees who take pride in what they do. And I think it shows by our products. You also have a stellar reputation from drivers in Victory Lane. I have a habit of looking for your logo on every Victory Lane photo, and the guys who win, win on arrow. I think so. We definitely put out a good product that lasts a long time. And, you know, a wheel's a wheel. It, <laughs> it goes around and it does its job and that sort of thing. But strength in the manufacturing process and the design is important too. And I think Aero Race Wheels has that. You know, you say a wheel is a wheel, but every wheel that comes out of Aero is built and inspected and check before the product goes into final production. And you also build all of the rims and rim shells in-house, so you have total control over how they come out. We do. I would say 95% of our manufacturing is done under our roof. We do have some disc stamping that is outsourced locally, at least steps of it, stages of it. So yeah, we definitely take pride in quality control and we have a couple manufacturing processes, at least one. We still roll form some of the dirt wheels and that machine, although extremely old, does an extremely good job at runout tolerances and everything. So yeah, obviously Obviously, quality is the most important thing for a business that creates return customers, and that's something that we pay close attention to. Kelly, you work hard and play hard, and you are pretty good at fishing. You can put some good walleyes in the boat. 
Yeah, we had a good year. It was a hot year. We go up north every single year for a fishing trip, a week-long fishing trip. I am actually actually go to the same lake that I went to as a child and that my father went to as a child. And to be honest with you, the two nice 20-inch walleyes that I pulled out of the lake this year were only my third and fourth walleye I've ever pulled out of that lake. So... I'm not quite the walleye fisherwoman, but I do okay. I'd much rather fish for northern. They bite easier. (laughs) Kelly, if they'd like to find out more about aero racing wheels, what is the best ways to do that? The best way is to call us at 888-895-2376, which is 888-895-AERO. We are currently updating our website, so the old website is up right now and functioning. The contact forms do not work, but you can get any sort of information at aeroracewheels.com and look for that new website design, hopefully by the end of the year. As always, thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show, Kelly. Thank you. There's a lot to celebrate this July at Napa Auto Parts. For starters, Napa's bucket sale is back. Buy a five-gallon Napa bucket for $2.99 and get 20% off three or more items you fit inside. Napa is also giving away a USA We Believe in Heroes hat free with any $25 purchase and $1 donation to the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund. These offers are valid only while supplies last. So get to your participating Napa Auto Parts store today. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric, offering pole setting directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507-451-1387. Let me tell you, friends, about our stores, a great place we call Miners Outdoors. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Played bumper tag lately? No matter how your car gets damaged, Midwest Collision will make sure it gets fixed right and on time. No shortcuts, no compromises. And remember, where you get your car repaired is not your insurance company's decision. It's yours. So make the right choice. Choose your locally owned and operated Midwest Collision. Give Bob a call today at 332-2434. That's 332-2434. Welcome back to our special segment here on The Dirt Show. And as always, I'm joined by Speed the Sauce Man from Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings. And Speed, just this week I've been seeing the local sweet corn trucks popping up all over town with fresh sweet corn ready to purchase. And you have an awesome recipe for bacon-wrapped sweet corn. You bet. And I'll tell you what, Clayton, I have been fortunate enough. I picked up some nice sweet corn about two weeks ago, and I'll tell you what, man, it is good. Even sweeter than you and me, you can believe that. It's so good, you can literally have sweet corn for a meal. And that's what I do. And what I do is take sweet corn and husk it and get it nice and clean. And then what I do is I take some thin-sliced bacon, 
and lightly season it with our cookies, flavor enhancer, and all-purpose seasoning. And then I take that bacon and wrap it around the sweet corn and hold it on there with a toothpick and then lay it on the grill. And I'll have my grill on about medium temperature and I'll do it about three minutes and I'll give it a quarter of a turn, another three minutes, another quarter of a turn, and about another three minutes, and the last one, another three minutes. That'll have it pretty close to how you, you can take a look at the bacon. And if you want to, you can rotate a little bit more. But you've done 12 minutes in with three minutes each one. I'll tell you what, you bite into that. It is so tasty. The other night, I hate to admit it, but I put away three years myself. I was bound and determined I was just going to eat one. My willpower kind of weakened. I ended up eating three years, but oh my goodness, was that ever good. Almost every day or every week, you keep coming out with amazing summer grilling recipes on your Facebook page, so people can follow you on Facebook, and they can also get all of these great recipe ideas off your website. Our website is cookiesbbq.com. A lot of good recipes on there, and I'll tell you what, you listeners out there, if you got some good recipes that you'd like to share, just go ahead and email them to me, and my email address is speed, S-P-E-E-D, at cookiesbbq.com. Just shoot me the recipe, and certainly appreciate it. Speed, as always, thanks for all the great summer grilling ideas, and thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show. And remember, smart cookies, use cookies. Toner's Lake Carding Facility offers dirt oval carding at its finest. Hot laps start at noon on Sundays, followed by great cart racing from rookies to pros. Admission is always free, and pit passes are only 5 bucks. Come out and enjoy some exciting, safe, and fair cart racing at a well-organized facility. Toner's Lake Carding, located northwest of Wasika in a beautiful rural setting next to Toner's Lake. See tonerslakecarding.com. Org for more details. This Sunday's Toner Lake sponsors Cows Radio, Burns Sales and Service, Nealman Construction, Old Town Tavern in Morristown, and M. Peters Enterprises. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641 420 SELL or go to landpros.com. That's L A N D P R O Z.com. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Last Thursday night, they're racing at the Dodge County Speedway at the Dodge County Fair. In the A mods, it was A.J. Hoff over Charlie Steinberg. In the B mods, Cole Suckow over Kevin Johnson. In the Midwest Modifieds, Caden Kath over Josh Maddock. In the Outlaw Mini mods, Kelly Steele over Devin Meads. And in the non-wing sprint car, A-Main, Cam Schaefer over Jake Kuba. Kasuth County Speedway was also racing last Thursday night, July 15th. In the Sport Mod A-Main. Colby Fett over Matthew Loaf. In the stock cars, Kelly Shryock picking up win number 500. In the hobby stocks, Mike Smith over Josh Seidels. In the modifieds, Jeremy Mills over Austin Wolf. And in the sport compacts, Jade Lang over Lucas Parsons. KRA Speedway was also racing last Thursday night. In the pier stocks, Cody Hatch over Jordan Ferricks. In the modifieds, Devin Fawcett over Brady 
Andy Gertis in the Midwest Modifieds, Zach Benson over Jake Smith in the Mod 4s, Tommy Bowden over Taylor Larson in the Super Stocks, Andrew Hedke over Sean Furnks in the Street Stocks, Jeff Nowak over Parker Anderson, and in the Hornets, Matthew Dittman over Jacob Aris. Friday night, July 16th, was night one of a two-night show at Ogilvy Raceway in the Modified A-Main, Jake O'Neill over Tanner Mullins in the Hornets, Nate Servotny over Justin Sklitsky in the Midwest Modifieds, David Swearingen over Shane Howell, and in the Mod 4s, Tommy Bowden over Robert Holtquist. Fairmont Raceway was also racing last Friday night, July 16th, in the Modified A-Main, James Slauson over Matt Hollerick, in the Stock Cars, Austin Jans over Trent Schroeder, in the B-Mods, Jared Baumeister over Jeff Carter, in the Hobby Stocks, Parker Larson over Greg Seidels, and in the Sport Compacts, Brandon Hartman over Austin Friedrichs. Hancock County Speedway in Britt, Iowa was also racing last Friday night. In the Modified A-Main, Kelly Schryock over Nick Meyer. In the Sport Mods, Doug Cook over Alex Fett. In the Stock Cars, Derek Green over Troy Swearingen. In the Hobby Stocks, Josh Seidels over Colby Gapel. And in the Sport Compacts, Lucas Parsons over Charles Prime. Mississippi Thunder was racing July 16th. In the Hornets, it was Brandon Gleitner over J.R. Tortolot. In the Hobby Stocks, Steve Dwyer over Scott Spittle in the B-Mods, Jim Chisholm over Ryan Olson in the Late Models, Corey Ressi over Matt LaDuke, and in the Micro Sprints, Joe Schnow over Noah Berglund. Murray County Speedway was also racing last Friday night, July 16th. In the Modified A-Main, Cody Thompson over Cole Bentz. In the Stock Cars, it was last week's guest, Jeff Larson over Justin Lunenberg. In the Sport Mods, Matthew Loaf over Justin Kleisma. In the Hobby Stocks, Corey Probst over Blake Lunenberg in a Sport Compacts, Katie DeVries over RJ Esquita, and in the Bombers, Evan Shelter over Cody Coster. Jackson Motorplex was racing last Friday night in the 360 wing sprint cars, Matt Jewell over Roger Crockett, and in the Race Saver Sprint Car Series, Michael Stein over Dusty Ballinger. I-94 Speedway was racing last Friday night in the late models, Sam Zender over Ben Walden, in the short trackers, Kevin Youngquist over Devin Gould. In the Midwest Modifieds, Sam Zender over Jeff Nelson. In the Street Stocks, Justin Vogel over Parker Anderson. And in the Super Stocks, Jake Fromke over Dave Moss. We were at Chateau Speedway last Friday night for the second appearance of the Mars Sprint Car Series. In the USRA B Modified A Main, Matt Brooks over Garrett Whitaski. In the Modifieds, Jason Cummins over Ryan Wettstein. In the 360 Non-Wing Sprint Car A Main, Scott Brandt over Cam. Schaefer in the Pier Stocks, Jack Moss holding off Andrew Eichens in the Street Stocks, Zach Elward over Corey Adams in the Hornets, Colin Wittenberg over Daniel Bonfold, and in the Midwest Modifieds, Caden Kath over Kobe Kath. Worthington Speedway was racing last Saturday night in a stock car A Main, Justin Lunenberg over Trevor Holmes in the Sport Mods, Colby Fett over Connor Vanderward in the Hobby Stocks, John Ross over Blake Lunenberg in the Bombers, Evan Shaw over Silas Top in the A-Mods, Cody Thompson over Kelly Shryock, and in the Sport Compacts, Anthony Clark over RJ Esquita. Arlington Raceway was racing last Saturday night, July 17th. In the Hobby Stock A-Main, Tate Harazine over Matt Olson. In the Sport Compacts, Marshall Robinson over Alan Lahr. 
in a sport mods, Matthew Loaf over Zach Davis, in the carts, Jake Robb, William Zimmerman, Travis Manderfield, Bruce DeFreeze, and Carter Dragger all got checkered flags, in the modified A-Main, Clint Haddlestead over Trent Loverud, in the Outlaw Hobby Division, Brian Oppitz over Dakota Robinson, in the sprint cars, Trevor Service over Michael Stein, and in the stock cars, Ryan Biersick over Josh Larson. Madison Speedway was racing last Saturday night, July 17th, in the Pier Stocks, Joe Martin over Austin Moen, in the Hornets, Jacob Aris over Ethan Kruger, in the Midwest Mods, Jake Smith over Derek Reek, in the Street Stocks, Maria Brosick over Zachary Flicklinger, in the Super Stocks, Ryan Flatten over Jack Caranda, and in the Modifieds, Phil Braun over Devin Fawkett. Deer Creek Speedway was racing last Saturday night in the USRA Modified A Main, David Baxter over Jason Cummins, in the B Mods, Jim Chisholm over Dustin Cruz, in the Super Stocks, Ryan Wyom over Ryan Costriba, in the Street Stocks, Dustin Doty over Braden Brower, and in the Midwest Modifieds, Don Schaefer over Mitch Weiss. Ogilvy Raceway was Saturday night, July 17th, in the Modified A Main, Alex Williamson over Landon Atkinson, in the Midwest Modified, Zach Benson over Jason Vandekamp, in the Mod 4s, Dustin Holquist over Robert Holquist, and in the Hornets, Mac Johnston over Justin Sklitsky. Saturday night, they were racing at Knoxville Raceway in Knoxville, Iowa in a 410 A-Main Sprint Car feature. Justin Henderson over Ayrton Jeniton in the 360 Wing Sprint Car A-Main. Justin Henderson over Matt Jewell in the Pro Series Wing Sprint Cars. Tyler Groendyke over Chase Young and in the Dirt Trucks, Todd Cooney over Jeff Johnson. Night 2 at I-94 Speedway was Saturday, July 17th. The World Outlaw Late Models paid a visit. It was Frank Hackness over Brandon Shepard in the A main. In the Midwest Modifieds, it was Corey Stork over Cody Lee in the Street Stocks, Parker Anderson over Kyle Dykoff. Granite City Motor Speedway was racing last Sunday night, July 18th, in the Street Stocks, Justin Pagonis over Jeff Nowak, in the Hornets, Nate Servotny over Peyton Esch, in the Midwest Modifieds, Kennedy Swan over Ashley Merworth, in the Mod 4s, Landon Rant over Keith Thell, in the Modifieds, Shane Sabraski over Tyler Peterson, in the Super Stocks, Shane Sabraski over Ryan Studansky, and in the late models, Shane Edgington over Bryce Schward. Hussett Speedway was racing last Sunday night, July 18th, in the 410 Outlaw Sprint Car A Main. Justin Henderson over Brooke Tantnell in a Race Saver Sprint Cars. Casey Abbas over Jacob Hughes, and in the late model Street Stocks, Jim Pruitt over Corey Yeh. Mason City Motor Speedway was also racing last Saturday night, July 18th, with the USMTS on hand for a 40-lap feature with Tanner Mullins beating Jake O'Neill in the B-Mods, Joe Chisholm over Brandon Maitland in the Hobby Stocks, Scott Doble over Zach Smith in the Stock Cars, Calvin Lang over Andrew Borchert, and in the Outlaw Mini-Mods, Nathan Kilwine over Logan Brown. Friday, August 6th, the Kasuth County Fair will have their annual track tractor ride. You can register for the tractor ride the morning of August 6th from 7.30 to 8.30. The $25 registration fee includes a noon meal and an evening meal. For information, call Edgar at 515-320-5604. So you're inviting friends over for a friendly barbecue? Nice. But if you're a true friend, you'll start with Cookie's Barbecue Sauce. I'm Speed the Sauce Man, and let me tell you why the right sauce is so important. Cookie's barbecue sauce is made from real deal ingredients, and I haven't changed the recipe since 1976. 
Cookies barbecue sauce complements meat. It doesn't smother it. It just makes your food taste better. Smart cookies use cookies. Anything less is just meat abuse. Cookies is the one. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.